0: So I think this is episode 50. No. We're 60 some 64. I think we 64, right? No, no, we 63. We on 63. <laughs> episode 63. And we are going to get into it, man. This going to be a crazy episode. Let's get it though. mm mm Music chose me Mm-mm Never lonely. Never lonely Sexy ladies, come wifey me slowly Ah Okay G-O-V-A Dweb-O-V-A L-E-B-A Chita Suka Rosita, they'll never see me coming. Oh, coming! about where they go for it? Yeah, go for it. Shame is the money Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that, of course, was Bandana by Fireboy D.M.L. and Asha That song is Crack Cocaine in My Veins. I love it. It's fantastic. And as always, people who are fans of the podcast, you will always get early access to the podcast exclusively on Patreons. And my Patreon people, man, thank you so much for, you know, God get show me love and respect and you know shelling out a little bit of guap for your boy to support what we're doing. I'm I'm so thankful. You know what I mean. And I I, you know whether it's one, two, ten, thirty, doesn't matter. Anybody who's willing to sacrifice and show some love to the boy, I appreciate it as always. Early access to the Patreon people. Shouts out to them. Let's talk about it. I know what y'all are here for. Y'all saw the title. Israel and Hamas. Now, for me, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not on any side. I'm on neither side. I'm on the side of me, Big Stepper. You know what I mean? I'm on the side of me. Okay? I'm not on the side of anyone. I have no dog in this fight. What I pray for is peace, and what I pray for is de escalation. De-escalation What I pray for is peace talks What I pray for is less war Less war, less strife We're pulling up to about a week Of this conflict And when it started, I had no idea what was going on I had a tertiary, like, little bit of knowledge About basically the Israel and Palestinian conflict And I've been trying to As much as I can, educate myself on both sides of this And I've been trying to look at the media reaction As somebody who studies media As somebody who literally graduated in a degree related to media studies I don't like where this is going And I don't like where it's going to go Now, a lot of people have jumped out the window And said this is going to World War III I don't think so I don't think it's going to go that far But I think that situations like this Are the bedrock of a World War type of event Because what you're dealing with ideologically Is two different but similar groups And I'm going to frame it like this You're dealing with Hamas And you're dealing with the IDF What is the IDF? It's called the Israeli Defense Force. So you're dealing with the Israeli military versus Hamas's military wing, more specifically. Okay? And if you haven't been watching the news, I'm obviously going to put some links inside the bio or the description of this podcast. If you haven't been watching the news and somehow you've avoided it, salute to you. But um, basically what's been happening is that Hamas which is more of the political and military wing of the Gaza Strip area in in Israel, they did a surprise attack on Israel. So there is a blockade between, if y'all don't know about the history of Israel and Palestine, essentially, right now, there is the Gaza Strip, and then there's the West Bank, who are enclosed inside of Israel okay if you go all the way back to the 19 before 1970 not 78 uh, Israel didn't exist it was called Palestine okay and way before that years 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 before that night early 1900s uh, 1800s whatever uh, it was called Palestine it was not called Israel and the Israel the Palestinians lived uh, in peace and harmony with the jewish folks israelis right and there also were christians in that area right so there's an amalgamation of all these people right now the city of jerusalem has significance to all three faiths judaism christianity and islam okay so they coexisted there was not war or really strife right and after the Holocaust, right, the British and, uh, you know, basically the winners of the World War II decided, hey, because of the atrocities of the World War, specifically Nazi Germany and the Holocaust, we're going to bring Jews into Israel in order for them to set up their own state. Israel was not really a thing until after the World War. Okay. And after the world war, they became a huge sentiment of a thing called Zionism. What is Zionism? Zionism is the belief that the Jewish people deserve and are are, are worthy to have their own place for all Jews. Okay. That's Zionism. Right. And it's the belief that Jewish people deserve that land that Palestine had had pre-1948 and that that land is destined for their people. That's the promised land, per se. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, Palestinians don't believe that because that used to be called Palestine before. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what happened in around that time, 19, uh, you know, 1940s, right, or late 1940s, they started having conflict. They started having beef. And then this resulted in the 1967 Israeli-Arab War. It's about a six-day war that happened, and guess what happened? That The Israelis, the Jews, they won, and it resulted in, basically, in long story short, uh, a ton of Palestinians getting displaced and leaving, forcefully migrated out of their essentially homeland. So, if you go past that time, there really is no Israel. It doesn't exist. It's just a, a bunch of uh, Jewish folks who decided to go there, okay? Now, how did Hamas come about? Now, Hamas was part of, essentially, came out of the Muslim Brotherhood. And what the Muslim Brotherhood is an Islamist group, right, of different Arab nations coming together under an Islamist worldview, right? So, so, and give you an example, right? Part of the Muslim Brotherhoods are like Hezbollah, right? That's part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Hamas, obviously, part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Taliban, part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, keep in mind these t- these um, these paramilitary groups because they are paramilitary, right? They're, they're, they're military Plus they're also political They're 2 They're both Right And their goal is to have a Islamic uh, Worldview And Islamic Political power In their specific countries But also these Groups Right These military groups Because that's what they are They are Most of the time Designated as terrorists Okay By who? The West now here's where this whole ish gets trippy right a lot of these quote-unquote terrorist organizations or paramilitary organizations have been funded and sometimes created (laughs) by the west let me give you a quick not even example just a history lesson y'all know al-qaeda right al-qaeda run by you know osama bin laden led by osama bin laden which led to the 9-11 attacks And, you know, started a crazy huge war uh, You know, the war on terror In the early 2000s, right? Al-Qaeda Where did Al-Qaeda come from? Alright Al-Qaeda came from the United States <laughs> Yes, that's the irony of this whole thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They came from the United States They were funded and trained by the United States. Why do I say this? Because in the 1980s, Russia, okay, Russia was beefing with Afghanistan. So, remember the Cold War between the United States and Russia? Almost any conflict that Russia was in pre-1995, 1996, when the Cold War was essentially done, right? The U.S. would fund the people who are fighting that Russian op. The Russian opposition was getting funded by the United States. And this is not even a conspiracy theory. This is just facts, history, right? Al-Qaeda came out of Afghanistan. It came out of Saudi Arabia. It came out of help. So, so. Osama bin Laden was fighting in that Afghan-Russia war in the 1980s, right? But, keep in mind, Osama bin Laden himself is Saudi, right? But Osama, not Osama, what am I saying? Osama bin Laden was part of the Muslim Brotherhood with Al-Qaeda, right? And guess what? He was getting trained by the United States and getting weapons from the United States in order to fight Russia, okay? So, in that instance, you know, the Taliban won, Arabs won, Afghanis won, and got Russia the hell out of there. Once Russia get the hell out of there, Al Qaeda decided to also help out other countries in war, more specifically, try to help out Iraq in the Gulf War and everything like that in the early 1990s, right? Now, what happened is Al Qaeda started to form, become stronger and stronger, and recruit more and more people and get disillusioned right, and started to hate on their original supplier, which is the United States. Slowly but surely, right, Al-Qaeda was still getting funded by the United States, and then Al-Qaeda decided, ha, ha, I'm going to go attack the World Trade Center. We're going to do terroristic acts and fight against the West. We're going to do a jihad, okay? And this is a very important term, For y'all to know, because a jihad is basically a call to war or a call to protection against a foreign enemy. There are two terms for jihad. Now, I'm not going to get into the intricacies of it. Just the general statement of a jihad is a holy war against a foreign adversary, whether that be from the West or that be from any other, you know, attacking force against Islam, more specifically. So, in general, Hamas came from this Muslim Brotherhood type thing, man. And a really, really huge figure in Hamas, the guy who basically created Hamas, is Ahmed Yassin, okay? So, this man, Ahmad Yassin, when he came to Palestine, right? It, it, this was basically in the 1960s, 1970s, he came as an off-branch of the Muslim Brotherhood, Right? And the original intention of Hamas was to be a spiritual, you know, kind of revival or a group that's pushing Islam, pushing Muslim and pushing uh, the culture. Right. Eventually, Ahmad Yasin was able to make it stronger. And, you know, they were kind of left alone by the Israeli, you know, power structure and government. Why? Because they were almost an alternative. To the Palestine Liberation Organization, the PLO, you know what I mean? There were also the the uh, alternative, you know, to the Fatah. What, what is the Fatah? The Fatah is basically the, was the biggest political group organization, um, you know, in Palestine, meaning the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. So, you know, the Israeli folks were like, hey, man, if we have... And by the way, the Fatah and the PLO are more secular. They're not necessarily a Muslim led, uh, you know, group. They're not part, obviously, they're not part of the Muslim Brotherhood. They're basically, you know, on some Justin Trudeau shit. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm just a dweeb. I'm just out here. I'm not really Muslim. I'm not really Christian. I'm not religiously tied to anything. I'm just, you know what I mean? So, they. The Israeli, you know, know, government at that time They were like, hey man If two groups are beefing For leadership of their people Let's let's let them beef And honestly, they were also mad At Yassin Arafat Um, Let me get his name again Yasser Arafat Arafat, Because he was the leader of Fatah And he was really, really powerful Right, they decided you no know, effort. Let, let's go help Ahmad, uh, you know, let's go help Ahmad Yassin. Let's help him out. You know, let's let's a kind of fund his organization, the new boys in town, Hamas. Yes, yes, it's not a conspiracy theory. The Israeli government started to fund Hamas and made them stronger. Not a conspiracy theory, my G. I'm going to put the links in the bio. Hamas was just a regular Muslim group that was trying to go against the ops. Israel said, Oh, you're gonna go against a dude, dudes we don't like? Let's give you money, let's give you money, dog. (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it sounds crazy, but that's the truth. And there's even literally a you know, Israeli, uh, you know, uh, basically diplomat, Avner Cohen. Who noticed this and said, hey man, the fact that we're being kind of indifferent slash supporting Hamas This could be a bad thing in the future Well, that dude is, that Cohen dude is prophetic Because that's the seeds that leads up to this That's the seeds that leads up to an attack last week A surprise attack, an alleged surprise attack that leads to you know 200 some israeli people getting killed by an attack and then starting another you know at this point it's a war at this point it's a war dog it's become a war versus hamas and the idf anyways let's go back to the history lesson i was saying right ahmad yassin what happened to him right let's go let's go back right and you know so ahmad yassin was not a fan of yasin arafat he was not a fan of fatah They was not a fan of you know what they were doing so what happened is that you know hamas gained higher influence within the gaza strip they were starting to be liked in the gaza strip they're starting to be respecting the gaza strip but you know fatah and the plo right they Had more influence in the West Bank Now keep in mind We're going back to history right now The West Bank Is one Palestinian uh, You know, settlement area The Gaza Strip is the other The Gaza Strip What makes them unique Is that they're under a blockade Meaning that All of their borders are Gaza Strip's, Except for one I forget the name But it's controlled by Israel Okay? Israel has control Meaning What we just saw recently where, you know, Israel decided to cut off their water, their electricity, cut off, you know, all types of their lights, everything. They can do that because Israel controls what goes in, what goes out. So when you see that Hamas was able to surprise attack Israel, it was shocking. It was so shocking because they're so monitored and they're so. Trap So, so that's why there comes the term of an open air prison. See, if you can't leave your crib without me giving you permission, you're under my control, dog. You're you, whether you know it or not. You're under my control, dog. You're my bitch. You're my bitch. If this was a marriage, you'd be abused. You're. I could. You know. You're under my control. You. You are trapped, dog. That's what, you know, the Palestinian people in Gaza go through Now, let's go back, right, to our, our guy, Ahmad Yassin uh, Over time, you know, Hamas started to become a lot more militant And start, you know, in essence, fighting Fighting, dead-ass fighting with the IDF, right And then you have instances like the first Intifada, right Where, you know, there was multiple demonstrations and straight-up wars and fights With you know the IDF With uh, you know the Israeli government And then it started to go And then over time There was Oslo Accords Which were made between Palestine and Israel To have peace So there's been times of peace But then when there comes a time of beef Then there's a second infatada So there's more you know more issues So Hamas is now back to fighting again So all these fights, all these issues keep on happening until Ahmad Yassin is assassinated in January 2010, right? This is a huge part of the history of this conflict because the leader, the main guy who started Hamas, gets killed. Now, keep in mind, they're still under this open-air prison. Um, You know, Hamas is clearly very, very anti jew uh people could say anti-semitic anti-semitic they are extremely pro-islam they're part of the muslim brotherhood they're considered to some countries a terrorist organization but keep in mind with the influences that hamas starts to have hamas is not just a political uh, a an army to say the least least they have a social uh you know armed to their, to their government, meaning that in Gaza, right, they help in social work and social events, right? The infrastructure of the government, they're the, basically the only government there. Now, that's not good because you need a democracy, (laughs) right? For most modern societies, right? But at the same time, they're looked at with respect from a lot of Palestinian people because they're actually... You know trying to fight the oppressors, right? And in this instant, it's always been well, almost 90% of the time it's been an occupation, right? It's been subjugation, and some people will say it's borderline apartheid. How Israelis have been treating Palestinians now, keep in mind about this, right? Anytime there's a conflict. There's a beef. There's like a herpes flare-up of war between the, you know, what I mean, Hamas and Israel. Israel. It's always the Palestinians and Hamas who get the most casualties. Meaning they die more. They're always gonna die more. They're going to die more. Right now, it's been reported that you know, about a thousand, close to thousand six hundred, uh, you know, Palestinians. Uh, and members, you know, Palestinians have died in this conflict, and about 40 to 50 percent of them are children. Now, here's where it gets dicey, right? There's been about a 1,200 Israelis who've died from this as well, and this is about six days into the conflict. Now, here's where it gets really dicey. Hamas, right, and regular Palestinians, civilian Palestinians, It's sometimes kind of hard to distinguish the two In the sense that You know A lot of Palestinians in the Gaza Strip Support Hamas Right now A lot of Palestinians are not actually part of the war They're civilians Now keep in mind this The Israeli government And the West Right Doesn't really distinguish the two When they have started bombing Gaza about four days ago They were killing mostly civilians They were not killing people from Hamas I mean, they were not killing the military Paramilitary group that is Hamas Anyways, man, let's go back a little bit more before So, Ahmed Yassin is killed, assassinated The international community is like What? Yo, don't do this They're, they're mad at Israel Does no damage Whatever, doesn't do much But then there's also a second ranking member Of Hamas who's killed Who's Aziz Al-Rantisi Okay He is also assassinated Literally, you know About a year later Right And then this all leads to More condemnation from the international community But it's not really that reported Nobody really cares You know what I mean? It's an Arab It's not a Jew You know what I mean? And this is where you see the Socio-political, you know, I mean, divide Where where Palestinians are dying That really don't matter much And we don't really care that much, right? Or getting assassinated don't matter that at all But when an Israeli dies Or anybody on that other side dies To a lower extent, mind you That's a problem That's a major problem That's an international problem You have an individual like Benjamin Netanyahu Who is the current prime minister Of Israel, right? Head of state Who claims that they had That during that attack About a week ago That Hamas had beheaded babies Killed women, killed children A few days later It comes out in reports That there's disputes About the beheading babies There's disputes about killing children So meaning It might be a lot of bullshit. Let's get deeper into this. The Jewish influence in American politics is huge, right? And the thing about Hamas that's the problem with them is that they, you know, are so bad at PR, public relations, they completely ruin their image by... Attacking innocent festival goers Attacking innocent Israeli civilians And not fully working on a two-state solution Which the PLO and the FATA have always pushed They are more on the gully Let's go aggressive Let's pull out the blicky Let's shoot shoot bang bang everybody That's not gonna work That's not gonna work Because that's not worked for years right for centuries for about 50 plus years 50 plus years of fighting of occupation of beef and you pulling out guns is not worked so anyways let's get back to the to what's happening now what's been happening in the past week is that there have been bombs all over Gaza City all over the Gaza strip in order for the IDF to and Hamas Now, keep in mind, Hamas was voted on by the people in the Gaza Strip. They voted them in, man. Now, keep in mind, the last election was in 2006, which is like a long time. You know what I mean? But in general, Hamas is supported by a lot of Palestinian people because a lot of Palestinian people are cheesed. that They've been occupied. There's going to be a whole generation of Palestinian kids who were born in Gaza Who have never left Gaza. Never left. Never left. That's a real thing. And guess what that builds, dog? That builds resentment. That builds hatred. And guess who they're going to align themselves with? Dudes who hate and resent the Jewish people. Because guess what? You're not going to fall in love with a dude who's trapping you in a cage. You're not going to be in love with a dude who occasionally every few years starts to bomb your city. Right. And for me, I'm saying this as somebody who is impartial, but I sympathize. You can tell how I feel. I sympathize with Palestinian people because the. And I'll say this. This is really smart. The Israeli government's strategic communications and you know, public relations is so strong that they were able to fool a lot of media outlets, a lot of corporate establishment media outlets into believing that Hamas is some borderline ISIS, is some version of the Nazi party. They're not, they're absolutely not, right? Now, have they done war crimes? Yes, Yes they have It's disgusting A lot of the things That Hamas has done And anything they've done Against civilians Obviously on this podcast We denounce that We don't rock with that We think that's whack Right But at the same time It's funny how They're pointing at them When they have Three fingers Pointing back at them Meaning The IDF is pointing At Hamas Like look at them niggas They're fucked up When they should They have three other fingers Pointing back at Them, the IDF, and they're also fucked up because they've killed a lot of women, children, and civilians in general. They're both guilty of war crimes. Now, to the extent of the war crimes, I can argue confidently, the IDF has committed more. But why doesn't nobody care? Why doesn't it matter? Very simple We live in the West And if you're listening to my podcast 50% of my audience is Canadian Alright Shouts out to CA man And about 30 or some percent are from the US 10% ish are from the UK Shouts out to my UK brethren All these countries that I just mentioned Designate Hamas as a terrorist group Based on what? based on their alignment with Israel based on the relationship with Israel the west only has a lot of influence in the middle east right because of Israel a few years ago the united states conference uh, uh you know congress my bad right which is the house of representatives about 400 members who decide on laws And legislature, you know, and and all types of decisions that run the nation. A few years ago, they voted on the floor, right on the uh, on the you know the Congress floor, to send close to a billion dollars for Israel's defense, Iron Dome, in a sense. What is an Iron Dome? An Iron Dome is basically a apparatus right a system that stops bombs from dropping into a country it's called the iron dome and basically when let's say let's say gaza right let's say in gaza hamas decides to send a rocket out into israel right the iron dome essentially will detect where that rocket is coming from and it will shoot its own rocket and they'll meet in the middle of the air And boom, they'll explode in the air instead of exploding on civilians and people and whatever, strategic targets. The Iron Dome is a defense system. That's what it is. You feel me? Essentially, the United States decided to do that. They ally themselves with Israel. Why is that? Because every other country around there is a strategic enemy to the west we're talking about saudi arabia we're talking about syria we're talking about lebanon we're talking about egypt we're talking about a ton of countries around who do not have good relations with the united states okay and a lot of those nations have links to the muslim brotherhood right and as you've seen throughout the history of you know i'm saying the early 2000s I don't think a lot of Muslim countries have good opinions about the West, (laughs) rightfully so though, rightfully so though, because the West has played an instrumental role in causing conflict and destabilization. Now, Hamas obviously has not tried anything to improve relations in the West or even try to have relations with the West. So, obviously, the West's media, we're talking about global news, we're talking about CBC, we're talking about, uh, you know, in the United States, NBC, CBS, Fox News, all of them are lock and step in condemning Hamas, when on the other side, Israel has done basically the same thing, or sometimes even worse. So, you have a dichotomy here, right, where one side is looked as the innocent, Bruh, I ain't done nothing type of dudes I'm just a victim 24-7 You have another side that's looked as the devil itself Let me tell you something, man We're human beings, dog Let's just stop playing out here If you was to get slapped by your opposition A dude you don't like, right? And then you go up to him and punch him in the mouth, right? If people saw that you just punched a random dude in the mouth They're gonna go after you like What's wrong with you, dog? Little did they know This dude smacked you across the face Five seconds or prior That is basically the Palestinian and Israeli Conflict In a nutshell dog (laughs) I done spent 34 minutes explaining it And I could have said it all In that two minutes It's somebody getting smacked And then the other person reacting By giving a punch And now y'all have all out beef How does this end How does this end for me, I hope it ends in something like the uh, Oslo Accords Yasser Arafat met up with the president of, you know what I mean uh, Of Israel at the time, the Prime Minister of Israel at the time And uh, actually had peace Actually had peace And decided to chill on the tensions Right But if you look at just the history of Palestine, the history of Israel, the people in charge, namely Benjamin Netanyahu, who's the current prime minister, who only got 30% of the vote, who is an extremely right wing person, who is a Zionist, right? Who has a deep hatred for Palestine and Palestinians. And then you look on the other side, right? The leader of Hamas, right? Ismail Haniyeh. Who also <laughs> on the other side is very right wing. Who really don't like the Jews, man. He don't fuck with the Jews at all, bro. He's like he might be Kanye West's best friend, bro. <laughs> like, you know, I'm making like I'm making a joke or something that's really, really serious and shit. Ser- but yes. Ishmael Haniya does not like the Jews at all. At all. Right? Eh? And Benjamin Netanyahu doesn't like the Palestinians. With these two people in charge of their respectful sides, this will get worse. Let me repeat what I just said. With them two guys in charge of their sides, this is going to get worse because they hold the power to have peace right now or they have the power to make things worse right now. Right, and what they've done strategically is make things worse. Now there's conspiracy theories saying that Benjamin Netanyahu is going into an election season, and he's been, you know, kind of losing support. There's conspiracy theories that he let this happen because Israel had been getting a ton, a ton of warnings before this attack happened last Saturday right a ton of warnings right so it wasn't necessarily so much of a surprise attack because you know the israeli government had been informed idf had been in the know there's also theories that the iranian government right had sponsored this attack there's been theories that this you know reports actually not even theories that this attack was planned almost a year in advance Strategically to start conflict right? Regardless of how it started How it's going right now is terrible How it's going right now is a humanitarian crisis Of a ton of people dying How it's going right now is two egotistical people Benjamin Netanyahu, Ishmael Hania on the Hamas side Who are willing to lose a ton of people Over a petty beef that could have been settled over multiple meetings, right? Over multiple meetings. So this beef is not only a political one. It's a military one. It's an army based one. It's a religious one. It's a borderline spiritual one. You know what I mean? So ultimately, what is going to happen? I think this is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, keep in mind, Hamas is very close allies with Hezbollah. Hezbollah is the Lebanese equivalent of Hamas, they're part of the Muslim Brotherhood as well. And Hezbollah has been saying, bro, if you need us to tap in and help y'all out, we can tap in and help y'all out. It's on some WWE tag team match. But on the other side, you have Benjamin Netanyahu, who is also. Closely aligned with the United States, closely aligned with Canada, closely aligned with the UK, closely aligned with the European powers. So it can be a very big tag team match. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can borderline be a Royal Rumble. And for my WWE fans, y'all know what a Royal Rumble is. So the two state solution is what should have been done, what should be done. But, you know, it's. It can't be done when there's one side that's willing to start the beef again, to spark it off. There is almost a, it's reached to a point where it's almost like every four or five years they start beefing again. Keep in mind, Arabs and Jewish people are ethnically extremely similar, (laughs) culturally extremely similar. They even have words in Arabic and Yiddish that are very similar as well. So it's basically two cousins that are scrapping for 50 plus years. That's why for me, I'm telling you this. I'm Bennett and I ain't in it. (laughs) Meaning I'm not picking no sides, bro. I'm on the side of peace. I'm on the side of justice. And I'm on the side of less civilians dying. Almost no civilians dying. It makes me sad to see. It makes me mad to see the you know unfair social media treatment, corporate media treatment, yeah you know I mean, news media treatment of the Palestinian people. It makes me sad to see the anti Semitism happening towards Jewish people across the world regarding this. It makes me sad to see, right? But ultimately, what's gonna take for this peace to happen is people to mature up and actually talk instead of having a military war type of solution because the military war solution has been tried many times on both sides. It just results in more bloodshed. It results in more resentment. It results in further war. Now, the worst case scenario that could happen is the Hezbollah gets involved. Iran gets involved. And then the big monster gets involved, which is United States. And then the bigger monster gets involved, which is Russia. And now you have sown the seeds of a world war wars on top of wars fought on different fronts within the entire planet that's the worst case scenario the best case scenario is there's a call for peace and they actually slow down but you think that these bombings on gaza are not going to create more resentment and more issues you are out of your damn mind there are people out here in the Gaza Strip, who have seen their parents die, their children die, their friends die at the hands of the bombing, and during times like this, a figure like Osama bin Laden comes out. Right, a figure like that comes out of this type of tr- of disaster, of this chaos. Dog, a figure like Benjamin Netanyahu comes out of a a, a situation like this. Now keep in mind A figure like Hitler Came out of something like this Germany had got destroyed And embarrassed after the World World War One, And Hitler's anger Got him to come out And become the leader The supreme leader of Germany And cause the sparking for World War II So when the term says One man can change the world Yes one man can change the world For the good or for the bad You feel me? So I don't even think I'm going to talk about Jaden Will, dog <laughs> This shit has been heavy This shit has been a long podcast uh, I don't know where to end from here I'm going to start playing some of the bandana But if y'all want to know more information I'm going to put links of My research or what I learned in the comments And uh, I pray for peace, man I pray for peace I pray for the adults to get in the room And for war to end But we gonna talk about that in the bandana on our way out man Episode 63 man And I'm out bro